He is so good to us. It is amazing. Um, <laughs> you're going to hear a little bit of what Tom talked about somewhere through here. So as he was talking, it's, it's so amazing because we don't talk before the service. But it is amazing how many times the offering and the service go together on nights like this. And uh, part of the scriptures that I have that we may or may not get to are on us being thankful. And us being thankful for all of the little things that God does in our lives. Um, it's going to be a little different than what I would normally go to, so believe with me. Um, but what I want to get across is how every day the Lord leads us. Every day He helps us. Um, Miss Phyllis, she just taught about us going out and doing our part, refusing not to let somebody else take our place and do what God has called us to do. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but mainly I'm going to talk to you about the construction end of life and how the Lord helps me every day. And He shows me things and... Uh, it is so amazing to me. There are days when you work through something, you know, and you put this piece together and you try it and it may not work, so you try this and it may not work, so you try this. And, and it's kind of trial and error to try to figure it out and make it go right. But then most of the time, if I've done my job and I've prayed about it and I've sought the Lord, and especially if I know a little ahead of time, I can believe God, and when I get there, He gives me this image, this picture. And all i got to do is, is walk that picture out, and it goes together quick and easy. I can spend hours working on something, or I can spend minutes. Just things fall into place. And so some of those are what I'm going to tell you about. One of the things um, that just happened this week, actually, I... Uh, Carrie and I, we bought an older home. It's a log home, and uh, we're doing a lot of adjustments and renovations and things on it. Well, a few months ago, I was looking at redoing a porch, but my, and I don't know that any of you guys will know necessarily what it is, but my triplex was falling off, coming loose from the wall. It's the three-strand wire with a silver aluminum wire in it that comes to most of your houses if you have a weatherhead in the service. Well, mine's pulling away from the wall. And so anything could actually just jerk it on down. Well, I thought about it, and I came up with four or five different ways to, to fix it and work on it and put it back in the wall and thought about Florida Power and Light, calling them, having them come and look at it, and nothing seemed right. That was about three months ago. And so every time I thought of it, I just kind of prayed over it. Lord... What do I do with that? Show me. Well, this week, um, it came to mind, and, and it was like, you need to call FPL. And so I did. Early that morning, actually, right as I pulled into work, I called them. And in the natural, four to six weeks before they come and get a service truck in your area, when it's a non-emergency something, and so uh, I thought, that'll be great. 
you know, it, it's made it three months. It's not a deal. Well, two hours later, <laughs> FPL called me and they had a guy at my house ready to fix that. Well, that is so supernatural. Not only um, just them getting there in two hours when in the natural it was four to six weeks, but I had supernatural favor with the guy that's there because he can't attach anything to my house. Um, they can't attach anything to the house. They can't remove any branches or limbs that were in the way. And so I called um, and text Tom, and I was like, Tom, can I run to my house? I got a Florida power and light guy there. And so I ran over, and the Lord helped me. I had favor with this man. He had an anchor that he could, would put on the house. So I ran up, cut a few limbs out of the way, put an anchor on the house, and literally in 20 minutes from the time I arrived at my house, I'm driving out with my power line fixed. That is the Lord. And so that's the kind of stuff that I want to talk to you about. It's not, um, and, and the, the other ministry religious stuff is great, but I function day to day in construction. And I work day to day building stuff and working with contractors and working with architects and engineers and subcontractors and concrete and all of the other sometimes hard stuff. And so I want to relay some of the stuff that they're talking about into what we do every day. And the first scripture I want you to look at is in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. Colossians 2 and 6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you, or ye, in him. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Eight. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Verse 9. For in him dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now some of that, for me, I didn't understand as well. <laughs> so in the NIV, go to uh, verse 7. Rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith, as you were taught and overflowing with thanksgiving. Verse 8, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies which depend on human traditions and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. Now, there's so much in there. The first part of verse 6, um, where he talks about, so walk you in him, that is the title for tonight. The title is, walk it out. Now, since most of us, who in here is their day-to-day, week-to-week job is not ministry? So most, 
everybody in here is walking out things that maybe not related so much to the ministry end of it, but everyday things. Now, what I do at the ministry most of the time is identical to what I did 20 years ago. It's the same stuff. I just get to do it with an eternal reward instead of a paycheck. So it's awesome. The other thing I rely heavily on is it's God's stuff. So I expect him to fix a lot of stuff that on my other jobs I had to do. So God works so much stuff out on my behalf and for the guys that work with me and help me. Um, it's amazing day to day how much God works in us, through us, shows us stuff. And I don't know how many times throughout the day I go, I put something together and it goes together smooth. And I go, wow, thank you, Lord. And I say that all day long. You cut a couple of pieces and it goes together and you put two of them together and they fit perfect. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because I have done construction for years. I have worked it out for years and years and years. And you cut it and you try it and you take it back and you cut it and you try it and you take it back and you cut it. It's work. But when the Lord shows it to you, It's so easy to just walk out what you see. Miss Phyllis talks about it a bunch in the services. She'll get up and she'll come over and and she'll go, Well, well, I just got to do what he showed me. How many times have we heard her say that? Well, that's exactly what we need to do in our day-to-day. God should be showing us stuff. Whatever kind of work you do, whatever you put your hand to, Brother Tom was talking about in Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 through 14 where it talks about the blessing of the Lord. We're the head and not the tail. We're above only, never beneath. We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the field. Everything we lay our hands to is blessed. Blessed is our basket. Blessed is our store. That's who we are. So whatever job we got, we should be blessed in that job. We should see cool stuff happen all the time. Now, I got to admit, there's, there's days and occasionally a week that goes by, and I haven't seen anything cool happen. And I'll check myself going, what are you doing? Because even hanging lights in the sanctuary when we got the LEDs, there was awesome things that happened that that seemed kind of natural, but they weren't. They were supernatural. We had a, one of these big pipes that we were putting up, and we had used the ropes through all but the last one. We got it. We didn't feel good about it. We're kind of testing it. We're working with it, and it broke just barely above the ground where nobody could get hurt. So we traded it out, and we got it up. That's supernatural. We could have had that 21 feet in the air before that broke. So that supernatural protection, provision from the Lord that happens here all the time. It is amazing how much. But the other thing I wanted to focus on was being deceived. You know, last weekend, Brother Moore talked about that. And he said, if you knew you were being deceived, you wouldn't be deceived. There's a lot of wisdom in that. Well... Most of the time, for me in the construction end, 
The deception comes in, well, I've done that before. Well, so many times, even with uh, King David, when, when he was fighting, he always checked in with the Lord. And the Lord said, go this way one time, go that way another time. Jesus, when he's on the earth, every time he prayed for somebody, he checked with the Lord to see, you know, this man's blind. Do I speak over it? Do I spit on the ground and make mud? What do I do in this situation? That's what we need to do. That is what we need to do all the time. And I find myself occasionally, about the time I smash a finger, I don't get a board cut just right, it cues me in that maybe something ain't right with me. Because most of that stuff in my life is more spiritual than it is physical. Because I endeavor to walk out what he shows me, not work out to get it to go right. Glory to God. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the New American Standard talks about, um, in verse 8, it says, According to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. Now, so many times, um, Dave... Brother Moore, just last week, they talk about how so many things we get um, deceived with is so elementary, it can only pass here in the church. It, it can only pass in an environment where it's, oh, yes, thus saith the Lord. Da, da, da. In the world, people would look at you and laugh. You believe that? Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes, I mean, there's so many things... Uh, that the enemy throws at us that are so simple, that are so basic, and yet I find myself falling for it occasionally until I do smash a finger or I got something wrong. And then I go, okay, stop. What was that? Is it something I'm doing? Am I upset with somebody? Is there something I've got my mind dwelling on? Has somebody got me moved out of where I'm supposed to be? I am the righteousness of God. And if I stand and operate in that righteousness, all of these things have to come about perfect and in place and in my job. Now, um, can I tell you just a few of those? There are so many phenomenal things that God has done for this church, for the Branson church, that a lot of times you don't hear. Now, um, Miss Phyllis was talking last week about when she worked at Rama, and she has brought this up before, and it's kind of the same situation as with Carrie and I. Miss um, Phyllis worked in the office with a lot of the natural end of it, and a lot of the times the people she worked with were upset, they were yelling, they were not happy. And Brother Moore worked in healing class. And he studied and he taught healing. And he sang and he worshipped the Lord. And he stayed in the anointing of the Lord and got to see people healed. Got to see the power of God move. Got to see all of these great things that were going on in the ministry. And Miss Phyllis worked in the office. And they would come home like they worked at two different places. Because she saw the other end. Well, for Carrie and I, it's a lot the same. I work with the construction workers. I work with all of what they do. And uh, I work with the subs and the concrete and a lot of the stuff that 
doesn't really seem so overly spiritual. And Carrie gets to be, most of the time for me, I do a lot of the work by myself. So I'm by myself building this or putting this together or fixing that. And um, Carrie usually throughout the week is with the clean team and they're telling praise reports and what God's done for them and how awesome God's doing stuff. And they do the offering and they get to see all of the cool stuff that God supplies and provides in into the church and into the ministry. And then she's up in the choir and they get to sing and praise the Lord. And I get to deal with architects and engineers and time schedules and concrete trucks and trying to cut out concrete and and sometimes I don't see the glorious, miraculous side of the ministry. And it can cause me to not look at things the way I need to look at them. And you can kind of take yourself back and, and somebody goes, Hey, I need you to look at this. What now? Well, if, if all you heard was how glorious God was and all the miracles, somebody goes, hey, I need you to look at this. Praise the Lord, what happened? <laughs> They're two different sides of the same ministry. And so I have to really watch myself. I caught myself with somebody, um, the, well, it's probably been six or eight months ago. They're like, hey, can I talk to you? And inside, I didn't do it, praise the Lord. I didn't do it vocally. But inside, I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is about. And I get over there, and they're like, brother, I just wanted to bless you with this. I'm like, glory to God. I'm so glad I didn't say that a minute ago. <laughs> because so many times when Dan or I get called to go somewhere, we get to deal with some of the stuff somebody else may not want to deal with. Something's broke. Something needs help. Somebody's broke. Somebody needs help. You know, there's other stuff that goes on. And so we get to go and deal with that. And then I get home and I'm like, honey. And she goes, oh, we had so many testimonies come in. And we had, and this person, and da, da, da. And I'm like, glory to God, that's cool. So for me, Sunday, when the testimonies are read, is awesome. Because that is usually the first time I've heard about what God's doing for everybody in the church. It's the first time I've heard about all of these awesome healings and financial provisions and jobs and promotions and extra money coming in and all of that stuff. And I'm like, praise the Lord. And it helps me so much. They've, you know, as far as talking about testimonies and stuff, I'm so thankful that you guys write them in, that people on the internet write them in. They're from Branson. Because if for nothing else, it helps me every week. Because no matter what I'm dealing with in the back, I get to hear that on Sunday. And I get to hear the awesome things the Lord's doing here for us in this place. Now, we still get to see um, construction-wise some neat stuff. Whenever we were building and None of the seats and most of the walls weren't in here and we were running electric. The Lord did some supernatural stuff for us. Um, anybody know anything about electricity? Where's Jan? <laughs> He's over there. Anybody else? Um, some? Um, the electric panels in here are pretty good size to run this building. And uh, some of the wires run from that corner of the building to this corner behind the platform and they're about that big around. 
They're 500 MCM cable, which may not mean anything, but they're about 500 MCM cable. There's three strands of that and one strand a little bit smaller, about 500 feet long, and it's copper. So it's decently expensive to replace 580, 600 feet of copper and to have the electricians pull it and put it back. Well, when we were trying to get stuff going, somewhere out in the middle of the floor, you could hear it pop. Um, about where the camera two is. And uh, our electrician, he would throw the breaker on a 600 amp breaker and it would blow sparks. And he tried it a couple of times and it was blowing sparks. He came to us and the Lord showed me this picture like he was going to mend it. Well, we stood out there, me and Dan, a guy named Daryl and this electrician, and I'm standing there, and it's all over me, the anointing of the Lord's going, have him trip the breaker again. And so I'm like, sir, would you go trip the breaker again? He goes, you go trip it. <laughs> he goes, it blows big sparks. You don't understand. It's 600 amps, and it blows up big every time I trip it. And I've done it a few times. I don't want to do it anymore. I was like, okay, well, humor me one more time. So I went back with him, and he went... And he tripped it, and nothing happened. And he, he kind of looked at us. He told Dan and I, he goes, well, we got everything in the panel off. There's, a, there, there's no load, so it wouldn't do anything. So we go all the way back to this back corner, and we turn on all the air conditioners in that panel to put a load on it. We go back up to the front, and he trips it one more time, and nothing happens. And it's been on, to my knowledge, ever since that day. We have not had any issue. We have not had any problem. So somewhere in that 500 plus feet of copper wire, we took, God took a short that was a dead short that melted wires together, mended it. And we were able to keep functioning without stopping a whole bunch of stuff. Isn't that cool? See, God does really amazing stuff. Um, when we were setting up the building in Branson, um, Wayne Dixon and uh, some of the other guys, we basically took out all the seats. Um, not basically. We did take out <laughs> all the seats. And, <laughs> and we cut out almost all of the concrete because it used to come down and then have a flat spot and come down and have a flat spot and come down and have a flat spot. Now it's a... I know if you've been there, it doesn't feel like it, but now it is a gradual slope in comparison to what it was back then. And so we had cut, we were planning on cutting all of that out and changing that, and we needed a big concrete company to come in. Well, as most of you, at least in Branson, some of you here know, this all happened in four weeks. We got into the building, we cut it all out, and then in four weeks later, we had services. And... Um, so if you look around this building, the footprint's similar. So if we cut the whole flooring out, moved every chair, you need a pretty good company to come in, move the dirt, haul it out, haul the concrete out, and then multiple guys to pour it, especially on a slope. And so we got this contractor's name, and I called him. I got the number from Wayne Dixon. And uh, I called him. He goes, yeah, I can be there. This is first week of September. I can be there middle to end of October. I said, well, we really kind of need it in the next couple of weeks done. Not started. 
but done in the next couple of weeks. He goes, I am six weeks out. There's no real way I can do anything different. We've got all these contracts with all of these people. And I'm like, okay. I said, well, can you put us on your list? And, and then we're going to believe God for the rest. It wasn't but a couple of days, and our area had a torrential rain. And it rained and sprinkled day and night. That guy called me and he goes, is that inside? I said, yes, sir, it is. <laughs> and so this big company with all these machines and all of these guys had inside work for days. And it was only seven to ten days with those guys there. They tore it out, put it back, finished it, got us together, and then the rain quit. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That, that is the coolest stuff. And sometimes nobody really knows about it, cause, but we're all over there going, glory to God. Because, I mean, he brought everybody. I don't think he had a single person on his whole company <laughs> that wasn't at our building. And so they're pouring stuff supernaturally fast because we've got all of his crews, and he's a big company. And they came down and just knocked it out for us, and skies cleared up, and they were able to go to their other jobs. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, praise the Lord. Now, um, <laughs> do you remember when Brother Moore, like that, talked about um, how do you get a miracle? He gave us three steps, right? One, you hear from the Lord. Two, you do what He says. Three, He does the work. Glory to God. That's kind of what happened with that, with this particular company. We, we required a lot of help. And uh, so the Lord's helping us, me learning and watching the Moors, um, has has helped me grow up in that so much more. Because before I started there, when it rained, we didn't work. When this happened, we didn't work. When the weather was bad, we didn't work. And in construction, especially in Missouri, there's a lot of bad weather days. And so there was a lot of days we were moved because <laughs> we couldn't get everything done that we needed to. But as we started learning under the moors, and learning how to apply the, the spiritual realm. You know, we learn a lot about healing. We learn a lot about the spiritual realm of things here in this church and everything that goes on here. And I was trying to learn how to apply it so I could pay my bills. So I could at least keep things going and underway. And so as I'm learning all of this stuff, we're starting to apply it to our business. We're starting to apply it to our job sites. I learned that you can pray over the rain like Elijah did. And it can stop on your job site. And uh, the Lord has done that for us and moved the rain. He brought it in that time when we needed it. But there's other times he's, he's kept it away so we could finish out a whole day. Maybe we could get something dried in. Maybe we could get the concrete finished without the whole top running off in the ditch. Have any of you ever seen uh, the concrete guys when it's raining? <laughs> and they're scrambling because 
as the water hits, the whole silky top of the concrete runs down the hill and you have exposed aggregate. It's not what you want most of the time. Glory to God. Well, I wanted to show you some of the stuff um, that Jesus did in relation to our lives. We're going to apply some of the healing scriptures into what we do every day. So, God redeemed the time. When you look at some of the stuff from healing, where, um, well, the first miracle that Jesus performed was turning the water into wine. You remember that story? Well, here they are at the wedding feast, and um, Mary, Jesus' mother, comes to him and says, Hey, they're out of wine. Basically, fix it. You know, mom's going, hey, I know you can. Fix that. And he's like, you know, my time's not come. And she says something that Brother Moore uses all the time that all of us need to apply. Whatever he tells you, do it. And so here they are wanting wine. And I don't know anything about wine, so I had to look it up. Um... I got no clue how they make wine. And so I pulled it up, and you've got some people that claim they can make wine and from already some concentrates of juice within two to four days. You've got some people that say to get a decent wine, it's four months. But no matter how you slice it, it was at least 48 hours away before they could have got any kind of wine for this feast. And Jesus sends them to fill the water pots. You all know the story. They are just walking out what Jesus said. And so they get these pots going, I don't know what this guy's thinking. I got water in this well. And they fill the pots with water. They bring it back to Jesus and he says, serve it. That... Those boys stepped out in faith whether they knew it or not. They walked out what Jesus told them and they served this water to this leader over this group. And he says, oh, you saved the best for last. Most people, most people do the good stuff early and bring out the bad stuff later. But you saved the very best for the end well, that just shows you how much God redeemed the time for those people. God rolled back how long it takes for something to ferment. Roll back how long it takes for something to age and to, to be the, the palatable flavor that they would want. Like I said, I know nothing about wine. But um, God supernaturally made this wine just because some people were having a party and they wanted it. Didn't serve any other purpose. Just because people wanted it. Because he cared about those people. Now, um, so many times for me, with, uh, with our day-to-day -day stuff, um, if I get into the work of it, how many of you ever worked like with a shovel for very long at all? Did you get blisters? It doesn't take any time at all to get calluses. Do you know what a callus is? 
It's a layer of skin that basically keeps you from feeling stuff, from sensing things. And so when I was thinking about how to relate the spiritual end to the work end, that's what I was thinking about, was when I go out and I work, matter of fact, the flooring in the studio, I have calluses still. That was a long time ago. But I still have calluses just from that couple of weeks of laying flooring in the studio. It doesn't take any time at all to get a callus. But it takes a while to get them to go away. And so what I wanted to relate to you about a callus is when we pay attention, like we talked this first scripture, about being deceived by the things of this earth, the things of this world, it takes very little time to be deceived and create a callus. And what that callus does in your spirit is makes it to where you don't hear from the Lord as well. You're, you're callous to it. So when he tells you something, you don't hear it as well as you probably would have normally. And so when we deal with stuff in the flesh and we're working at it, we get calluses. Now, back years ago when I was doing stuff every day and apparently ignorant and didn't figure out what gloves were, I had huge calluses to where I didn't need to wear gloves. Um, nothing penetrated. You could slide wood around. You could do whatever you wanted with concrete. Nothing hurt them. They were just like big old leather gloves all the time. But the other thing it did was anything that was intricate, I really had to pay close attention because I didn't feel it the way I need to. Well, in our spiritual life, it can be that same way. When, when we get to rolling and moving and doing the things with our jobs and with, with the things going on in our lives, we can get calloused to where we're just working out day to day, working out the things trying to get this grind to get through the 40-hour week or get through this to get to what we want to do next. And we can actually develop the calluses on our faith, the calluses on our spirit. And we can listen to other people about what they experienced, what they did, where they were. And when we listen to all of them, it adds to those calluses until we don't really hear that still small voice from the Lord that says, take a left at this light instead of a right. Or put, put a nail on the right side of that board because if you put it on the left side, it's going to splinter and you're going to have to cut a new one. I've done that over and over. And, and overrode the Lord. You, you start to put a screw in it. And as you're starting to go, the Spirit goes, move that over just a little bit. If I catch it and I move it over, you know what? Nothing happens. But over and over, if I don't, it'll split out the prettiest piece of wood and you've got to start all over. That's because you get calloused with the day-to-day, -day, the rote work, the things that are going on in your life every day that seem simple, that seem like this is just the way we do it. Well, those are the things that Jesus did he heard from the Lord every time. He, uh, um, when, when we're dealing with some of that, 
Uh, let's see where that scripture is. I'll get you there. Um, I may be completely out of order with it. Uh, Matthew 8. Matthew 8 and 3. And I'm going to take you to this one because it specifically calls that out. And then I'm going to read a few other ones just to kind of show you in Scripture. This is when um, Jesus healed the leper. It says, And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. There's stuff we can do in our everyday life. When the Lord shows us how to do it, what to do, it can immediately change what you're doing, what you're dealing with. In the back, um, we were working on the studio building, and uh, we were doing this awning on this back side. And we had a beam that cantilevered, and uh, Paul Wood and a guy named Darius and I were back there, and I had avoided it. Because I, I don't know that it, everybody necessarily understands what a cantilever is. But basically, it's a post here and a beam sticks out to carry weight somewhere over here hypothetically. So it's a place you really can't get something to to, to measure to. And uh, so we're doing this cantilever and I'm avoiding it like the plague. Because in the natural, it's better than 15, 20 feet in the air. It has to be spot on to make the roof match and the metal line up and the concrete work out right and the concrete pad work. And it all has to line up. So in the natural, I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to show me how to do that. Because when we first set some of that stuff up, we just had a pile of dirt over there, kind of where the end of that beam was going to be. And we had a post that it was going to set on and stick out over. Well... A few days later, we're working on it, and the Lord showed us how to do that. So we measured it all out. I got Paul up there. He's in the basket. He's moving stuff around. And we're like, okay, everything looks right. Let's put a laser in the corner and just see how we came out. He tack welded it because everything was plumb. Everything was true. By tape, it was good. I slid a little laser out. It shoots a dot on the ground. It shoots a dot up in the air. And I put it on the spot in the corner where the dirt was, where the corner of the concrete would be. And when we shot it up, I had Paul lean underneath, and Paul could see the dot right on the outside corner of the beam. You see, that is the Lord showing you something for you to just walk it out. Well, God can speed up. That process, things can happen immediately. Things can happen over a period of time. Remember when Jesus, many of the uh, miracles that Jesus did, they were immediate. In uh, John chapter 5, uh, Jesus saith, Arise, take up thy bed and walk. That was the guy at the pool of Bethesda. Immediately, the man was made whole, took up his bed and walked. And that was on a Sabbath day. And then in Matthew chapter 8, with Peter's mother-in-law, she was sick with a fever. Jesus laid his hand on her, and immediately she rose up healed, went and served everybody. The uh, centurion servant that came to Jesus, um, Jesus saw his faith and marveled at it. 
And he said, go your way, your servant's whole. And the Bible says in the selfsame hour, he was healed. Now, in Matthew chapter 15 and 31, let's look at it. Matthew 15 and 31 says, Insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Now, when you look at that scripture, the reason I wanted you to see it is all of these people saw it. Well, they didn't hang around for days or months or weeks. So it had to be immediate. God had to do that work right then at that time and heal all those people and fix them up. And then we all know the woman with the issue of blood was immediately made whole. But there are other scriptures where, like the man born blind, that uh, Jesus spit on the ground and made clay, put it in his eyes, told him to go wash in the pool of Siloam. And then he walked out what the Lord had told him, washed in the pool, and then he came away seeing. You see, sometimes we don't see what happens immediately. There's times in what we're dealing with and what we've got going on, we don't see the immediate result, but we began to amend. It's the same way with our everyday work and our everyday things that go on in our lives. We, uh, the enemy wants you to think and feel condemned and feel distracted about it because maybe it didn't happen the way John's happened or Susie's happened or this happened for them. And so he wants you to kind of feel bad about it. And he wants you to not believe in yourself and in the power of God the way you ought to. And you can get those calluses on your spirit. And so he wants you to walk away from the power and the mercy and the glory of God and not apply it to your everyday life. We all come to church and we we want to be able to stand in here and and see the glory of God and hear about God. and, And we do. We're so privileged here. But out in that everyday world, we need to know God has our back. We need to know that He'll show you how to fix the issue at your house or at your job or wherever you are, and you'll be able to see it if we can sand some of the calluses off. If we can sand some of those preconceived notions, some of those things we've heard from the world... And we can look at the miracles and the healings of God and see what Jesus did and how he used that every day. For three and a half years, he walked on the earth, as Dave was talking about there. He went about doing good, healing all who were sick and oppressed of the devil. Well, some of us, our job, what God has called us to do, isn't to go lay hands on the sick every day. Our job is to be able to do what we do well enough, the Lord will bless us, and we can send somebody else to go do that part. Part of our job is to make sure the building stays where it is, make sure the lights shine so the TV, so the people out there can see what's going on in a place. That may be your job. That may be what your call is and what, like Miss Phyllis was talking about, don't just sit idly by and think the miracles only happen here in the service. The miracles only happen when you come to a place of worship and the anointing and the music and the organs going 
Miracles can happen on your job. Miracles can happen in your home. Miracles can happen all over our lives. But the enemy wants you to think it's only when you get the music just right. And the choir's singing the right song. And, and everything's perfect and the lights are great and somebody reads the exact right scriptures. That's the only time you can really truly know the presence of God and the will and the mercy and the glory of God is in this setting. But it's not. We have had people saved in my pickup on a job site because the rain was a circle around my job site. It was dry in that circle and it was raining all the way around it. He was from Kimberling City worked for the Kimberling City Plumbing, and he called me because I had a job. I had to have my concrete poured the next day. I needed the plumbing roughed in, and I had to have it. My wife and I were headed out of town. And so he called, and he goes, it's raining everywhere. I said, it's not on my job. He goes, it's raining all around your job. I said, I said it won't be on my job. He said, uh, he goes, have you looked out there? I said, I'm standing in it. The sun's shining right above my head. Well, he's in Kimmerling City. This is in Forsyth. So he's 30 miles away probably. And they head this way and the guy in his truck said that must be their place. He said there was a ray of light in the rain (laughs) way over here. And they started driving toward it and pulled in. And when they got onto the job, they pulled in and the sun was shining. And they worked four or five hours putting the under the the plumbing under the slab to get it ready for me to pour concrete the next morning without a drop of rain on them. And I told them, I said, the Lord impressed me because it was such a huge deal for them just that the rain wasn't there. And so I told him, I said, his name's Teddy. I said, Teddy, I'm believing God's going to show you just how big and strong he is. And when you finish... Before you get to the main road, which was about to where the street where you'd turn off onto Lakewood Ranch is. And it's about that far from the main road. And I said, I'm believing before you get to the main road, it will dump on you. All this rain will hit you so you will know that God's the one that kept the rain away from this job. Well, Carrie and I are driving to Oklahoma for my dad's ordination. And uh, we're driving down there, and on the way, I get a phone call, and it's Teddy's number. And I said, hey, Teddy, how are you? He can't talk. There's silence on the other end of the phone. Pretty soon he goes, um, uh, uh, and this went on for seconds. Finally, he goes, it didn't rain on us. And... We got in the truck and closed the door, and when we backed out, before we even got out of the driveway, we couldn't see anything for the amount of rain that hit the trucks. The wipers wouldn't clear it off. We had to wait a minute. That was awesome. We come back. They poured my concrete that Friday. We come back. Mr. Teddy comes back a few days later, does the roughing in the house. He gets saved. On that job site, a couple of weeks later, he come up and he goes, I don't know what that was, but if it's available, I want it. (laughs) And so right there on the job site, 
we grab his hand, start praying with him. He receives the Lord on the job site because God kept the rain away for a little bit. We can minister not by preaching, but by showing them how much God loves us. We are the children of the Most High God. There has been so many people that from the jobs and from things like that, story after story after story, I had a roofer that wanted to know more about the Lord because of the same thing. Whenever we were working paycheck to paycheck, if I didn't have the whole day to work, I didn't have enough money to pay the bills. And so we were using our faith to believe for the rain to move. And the rain would move and it would minister to people because that's not normal. And so they would want to know more about the Lord because they've never seen a ring with one house in it that's not wet. And it happened more than one time. And so we used to keep NIV amplified parallel Bibles in my truck because... When somebody got saved, we gave them an NIV Amplified Bible so they would have something they could read, ninth grade reading level, and an Amplified so they could understand it more if they wanted. And so we carried them because it happened all the time. It happened so much that the people at the bookstore knew who we were because we bought NIV Amplified Parallels or Message Parallels. And so... It doesn't have to just be when the organ music's going. It doesn't have to be just when the choir's singing the right song and the preacher's saying the right verses. It can be every day in your life. You can walk into the supermarket and them not have anything that you were wanting on the shelf, but you're believing God and you need it. And you go, could you please go check one more time? They walk back and... I found one of these. It was on the next shelf over. And you can have what you're after. We've done it over and over with Brother Jan on electrical stuff. Oh, well, they probably won't keep that in stock. Yeah, we need one of them. And it'll be in stock. They'll find it somewhere. Because that's how much God loves us. So it doesn't just have to be here. The miracles, the immediates, the walking it out... And making it come to pass can happen every day, just like Miss Moore was talking about. It doesn't have to be the other. Glory to God. So as we're going through this, Miss, Miss Phyllis kind of kicked us all in the derriere and sent us out the other day. I don't know if you noticed it, but I did. I refuse to let somebody else do what God called me to do. <clears throat> made me look at a bunch of stuff, made me look at me. I know at the end of the service, I was the same way. I'm like, oh, Lord, she called me out because there's other stuff he's told me I need to be working on. And I got complacent and I got happy with where we're at and what we're doing and, and seeing some of the stuff that the ministry does. But there's more. God doesn't put us in here with this great word that we get week after week. Thank you, whoever put this in here. <clears throat> he doesn't put us in here week after week to get fed 
and fed and just get fat and lazy. He puts us in here so we can apply it on our job. <clears throat> so that instead of working week to week, we can start working months and years ahead. You can have a storeroom. Remember, the windows of heaven can open to where you don't even have enough room in your accounts to receive it. Amen. Glory to God. Malachi. If you don't know it, look it up. We can have that available. And then you can be like Brother Moore just talked about in Southwest Believers Convention. <coughs> about the week increase last year and how he got up to do the offering and there was a pretty good sized balance and he starts to go up and Miss Phyllis goes, hey, wait. And he leans over and she goes, our partner from Asia just paid that whole thing off. He goes, huh, okay, and he said, he goes, then I'm going, so what am I taking an offering up for? That's the kind of stuff you can do, because God does immediate stuff, he does stuff that's weeks out, he may send you somewhere and you have to walk it out for a little while, but the reward, the longer you wait, better. There's some stuff that have instant reward that may not be so huge, may not be so grand, but it is instant and it builds your faith and you get to see it immediately. And then there's stuff you have to wait on the Lord with. You have to believe God for. You have to grow up to be able to handle what He's about to dump on you. And if you'll do that, then you can do like that man in Asia or wherever he's from, and you can write a check that pays off the whole rest of the project, multiple millions of dollars, and just write it and send it in on one of those little big checks. Just like you do it every day. You know, so many times people put a big check, they want it to be this huge check. Oh, it's $10,000, and they want it to be really huge. And it, sometimes it is. 10000 is huge. But I think it's so cool when somebody sends in a million-dollar check and it's just one out of his register. <laughs> I'll send you a million dollars. I'm going to send you another million dollars. I'm going to... I like that. To me, that says so much about where their faith is. I got lots more. I don't need a cashier's check. I'm just sending you a regular check. My bank will take care of all the rest of it. That is the goodness of God. Glory to God. Now, in healing, it's the same way. When we get that um, almost flippant with the things the enemy tells us, it's the same way. Don't let everybody around you, other people, talk to you about how hard it is. Because none of this is hard for the Lord. Him getting you a million dollars by 10.30 tonight is easy. Him getting you stuff is easy. What He's got to do is get us to where we can handle it. He's got to get us to where when we receive it, we don't drop off the grid and go and blow it and live like the prodigal son. But that we can just walk in it. And all of our friends and family can see the goodness of God. And they'll be like many of the people the Moors testify about. 20, 30 years later, they're like, oh yeah, you guys did the right thing. Glory to God. They're seeing the goodness of God in their life. That is the call for most of us. Most of us will be ministering to people with the walk we have. Ministering to people 
with our thank you and and our honesty and our integrity when we deal with stuff. Most of the people will deal with others and minister in the way we walk out the things God shows us. And if you're not seeing God show you in a picture, spend some time with him. Spend some time. Let him show you something. The coolest thing is when God just shows you like Miss Phyllis talks about. I just got to do what he's showing me. Those are the coolest. I'll tell you one more, hopefully. Um, we, were, we were building on this job, and Carrie and I were in Alabama. Um, and uh, they, my crew was in Branson. And I had an inspection, and I had to pass the inspection to get paid. And so my guys are trying to meet the inspector and get this job done. And um, my lead guy, he's got a header that won't go together. And I don't know that that makes any sense, but above the door, what holds the, the building up above a door is called a header. And the boards need to be together to be solid. Well, this board was cracked apart about a quarter or three-eighths of an inch. It's in the city of Branson. They wouldn't have passed it. It's right in the entryway. And he beat on it, banged on it. He could not get it to go together. He called me. And when he called me, the Lord showed me the header, showed me where he was in the house, and he showed me how to fix it. And I'm like, Jeff, if you'll put a nail in the bottom left of that header and hand drive it in, don't use the gun, hand drive it in, there's a tweak in it. And if you'll hand drive it in, it'll go right in. And he goes, where are you? (laughs) And I said, Jeff, I'm in Alabama. He goes, no, you can't be. I said, I know you're at this header. I said, the Lord's showing it to me right now. I can see it as plain as if I'm standing with you. If you'll just do this. And you could hear him with the hammer. He drives the nail in and then there's this pause and he goes, Wow, it went right together. Well, we passed the inspection and I got paid. God cares about those things. And he'll do miraculous things. That lead guy had so many miraculous things happen while he worked for our company. One day um, I called him and some other stuff happened that I won't go into. But so many things were so supernatural. I called him one day and I said, Jeff... No orange ladders today. I don't want anybody on an orange ladder. There's something about it. The Lord's checking me on an orange ladder. Get rid of all of them for today. Don't let anybody up there. I don't want anybody hurt. Well, I get to the job and so many miraculous things that happen with Jeff and with this job that when I get there, there's the extension ladders and the 10-foot ladders and the 8-foot ladders and the 4-foot ladders in a pile with a log chain around it and a padlock on it. He goes, ain't nobody going to get on an orange ladder today. <laughs> Glory to God. It ministered so much to him that I heard from the Lord. And when I told him something had happened, and when I told him not to do something, it didn't happen. That it ministered to them. Glory to God. That's the role most of us are going to play in life. That's the role most of us are going to minister to people is how they see the Word of God work in our lives. How they see the Lord talk to you and you be able to do and say stuff that baffles them and they have no answer for it. 
it's going to make them know you have a God. Just like they said all through the Hebrews, there is a God in Israel. Well, there is a God in each one of us that if we'll just walk in his fullness, we'll be able to show people the power of God every day. Glory to God. Would you stand to your feet? Brother Craig, would you come on up? Do you get that? Remember what Mrs. Moore taught on last Sunday? You remember what Brother Dave taught last Friday night? All the same message. Brother Moore made a, or brother brother Dave made a statement. Maybe you remember it last Friday night. B and I were talking about it today, and he he says, "I'm just that way. I'm just that way, just like Rob, and so are you. Just that way, just like Mrs. Moore. Thank you. We're all just that. You know what? We're just that way, like Moses. Thank you. All the way through the Bible, we're just that way." There was a time I was thinking that, that he was using some scriptures tonight, but a scripture that came to my heart just as he started talking. And I'll take it out of context. It's okay. It'll fit. James said, be swift to hear, slow to speak. Tom gave us a nugget in the offering right in the very beginning. He says, I'm working on something. When I get up in the morning, I sit on the edge of the bed and I start giving God thanks. You know what he's doing? He's opening his heart so God can begin to talk to him. First thing in the morning. Brother Dave talked last week about walking in the light. Walking in the light. You know, there, there was a time, B, when I, went, I were up here one time to, just to be prayed with. And Brother Moore laid, came, on, he came on and laid hands on people. You know, he laid hands on me. When he laid his hand on me, he said something to me. He said, relax. Just Relax. He wasn't talking about me relaxing in that line. You know what he was talking to me about? My life. He was saying, slow down, Craig. Relax. I believe we're hearing this thread all the way through when Brother Moore started teaching on prayer a number of weeks ago. All the way through. God's ready for the harvest. And he wants us to hear his voice in everything we do and we can do it. He is not a respecter of persons of any of us. Every one of you in here, I know it. You've got testimonies just like it. But slow down. Listen for his word. Don't be in a hurry. Be swift to hear. Do you have a song? Yes. Let's just go ahead and sing it. Thank you, Lord. My God is awesome. He can move mountains. He can move
Glory to God. Let's pray this prayer. Pray this with me if you would, please. Father, your word says, your sheep hear your voice. I am your sheep. I hear your voice. I'm quick to respond. I'm slow to speak. I'm led by your spirit. Everything I do, everything I say, Father, I say, here am I. Use me. Glory to God. Altercare workers, if you come forward, glory to God.